and welcome to another Mark Bishop show. You know, a new study commissioned by the After School Alliance and conducted by Edge Research reveals significant inequities in terms of summer opportunities in recent years. The report, Time for a Game-Changing Summer with Opportunity and Growth for All of America's Youth, provides insights into what the summers of 2019 and 20 looked like for children and youth in the United States nationally, and for that matter, in every state. And, you know, we've been through the mill, right? So my special guests are Jody Grant, who is the Executive Director of After School Alliance, and Jennifer McCombs, Senior Policy Researcher at RAND. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hello. Okay. Now, the report is based on responses from nearly 30,000 U.S. families uh, which was a household survey examining the summer of 2019, as well as surveys of parents and providers that shed light on how the pandemic shaped young people's summer experiences in 2020. Was it good or was it lousy? <laughs> so um, so it's mixed. Um, to be honest, this is the most comprehensive summer report we've ever done. And what we found is the number of kids that are in enriching summer programming continues to grow, which is very exciting. Um, but that the disparities in those numbers continue to grow too. So for every child who's in a um, summer learning program, the parents of more than one additional child really want their kids to be in these programs. And that was in 2019. In 2020, as we know, our kids have been through a lot. Um, they've been isolated. They've been in virtual learning. Um, the um, inequities that exist have been exacerbated by many of those that have really struggled to, you know, be able to learn um, during the pandemic. So this summer, more than ever, all of our research is telling us that we need to do something extraordinary for our kids mm. and that parents want um, they wanted this prior to COVID and they want it now. Um, they're concerned about academic loss, but they want their kids to be able to also be kids and very much have that social interaction with each other and with caring adults as they, you know, turn towards recovery. Yeah, well, it's not much fun, is it, out of school time programs? I mean, with a, I mean, it helps young people to re-engage, recharge, uh, and definitely to uh, rebound from the pandemic. So what did the study actually find? So our, our study found in America After Three that there is, you know, a growing number of kids that are participating in enriching summer activities, which is really exciting, almost 13 million, and that a staggering number of parents, 95%, are satisfied with these programs that their children um, participate in. So that's the good news. The bad news is that far too many of our kids are still being left behind and that, you know, we have almost 14 million kids whose parents really want them to be engaged and learning over the summer, um, active, and they don't have the opportunities because of cost or transportation. Um, the programs don't exist in their community. So we are really trying to encourage partnerships between schools, community, faith-based organizations, businesses to create vibrant summer learning programs for our kids this summer and beyond. And um, Jen has done a tremendous amount of research on these programs to show why they matter so much to kids and families. Right. Jennifer McCombs, huh? Well, uh, you know, I mean, it might sound like a dumb question, but it's not really. How important are summer learning programs for children and youth as we do emerge from the pandemic? So I think 
that summer programs are incredibly important. Um, so we know that they can effectively promote positive outcomes for children and youth. So it's really not surprising that summer is a particularly hot topic right now as communities look to help children recover from learning and opportunity losses due to COVID very broadly. Um, summer programming is also important in sort of like even beyond COVID um, where we are in this moment. So research shows that without intentional efforts, summer is a time that can lead to increased inequity and perpetuate and expand achievement and opportunity gaps that exist between children and families from low and higher incomes. And the results that Jody describes really should light on how this happens. So uh, about how many students then are participating in summer learning programs? And well, how many are left behind, Jennifer? So I can jump in with that. Yeah, I'm going to jump in. And I would say that, you know, we had um, in 2019, we had a record breaking nearly 13 million kids participating in summer programs. And that's, you know, summer learning programs, camps, you know, places where they're actively engaged. And we had almost 14 million whose parents wanted these programs, but didn't have access. I suspect that 14 million number is even higher now. I think that most parents, myself included, um, really want our kids to be able to interact and be engaged and be learning all sorts of things um, this summer. And as I said, you know, that, that's what we hear from parents. Even during the pandemic, we saw the same kind of numbers for parents wanting their kids to be engaged in activities, in some cases virtually, but not to be, you know, bored with nothing to do on their hands. Well, so which students then are without the summer learning program opportunities? Right. And, and that's bad for all of us because, you know, as Jen's research shows, if we can engage our kids over the summer, um, these are skills that are going to help them not just academically, but in life. And so it's an opportunity to really listen to kids and to play to their strengths and to, you know, engage them. It can be jobs. It can be internships. It mm-hmm. can be, you know, coding classes. Um, it can be, you know, rock climbing and outdoor ed, but to create, you know, vibrant learning activities that really bring together the best of teachers that want to be in these programs and community and faith-based organizations. And again, you know, emphasizing the voluntary. We want kids to want to be there and we want the people working with the kids to want to be there. So Jody, how, how great is the unmet demand for summer learning programs, not just nationally, but in every state as well? Um, it's, it's, it's really big. So it's, you know, as I said, for every kid that's in a program, there's, you know, at least one more that desperately wants to be in a program and doesn't have it. Um, so it, it's a huge, huge growing need and the same holds true for after school. It's even greater numbers. So when we think about this opportunity for, you know, enhanced learning, supplemental, enriching, engaging learning, this summer is a chance to really kind of put that on steroids and do something extraordinary. But then even during the school, year, we can have all sorts of enrichment through after school. And for that, we've got, you know, for every child in a program, we have three more whose parents want these programs. So we are not doing anywhere near as much as we can to seize opportunities to help our kids learn. Well, folks, just so you understand, since 2005, uh, Jody, Jody Grant has been the executive director of the After School Alliance. This is a non-profit public awareness and advocacy organization and it works to ensure that all children and youth have access to quality affordable after-school programs heck of a job 
So I ask you, what are the barriers? We sort of touched on it before, but what are the barriers to enrolling students in summer learning programs? So the biggest barriers we found in our study were cost and transportation. Um, and so that's, you know, and this is really where the equity piece plays out mm-hmm. that, you know, parents that can afford it are three times more likely to have their kid in the summer program than parents that can't. So really trying to build public will and public support to create the partnerships so that we have more of these programs. And, you know, because of some of the COVID relief dollars, we have a huge opportunity to really begin to build that now and to reach a lot more kids um, because, you know, at least right now, um, some of those cost issues can disappear. Well, uh, you touched on the fact you were working with, uh, you know, organizations where you could. Uh, Is the business community stepping up for you? I mean, it's a great project. Um, It's a great concept. I, I, I hope so. I, I think that we, I have this vision, you know, that really we know that kids are learning all the time and COVID taught us that, that you do not need to be inside a school and in a classroom to learn. And so to really start using, you know, coming out of COVID and using these partnerships that are part of summer learning to create a learning ecosystem that would include internships and apprenticeships and jobs for kids um, would make it, you know, we absolutely want our business community to be showing kids um, why their learning matters. And um, some of them can be volunteering and working in our after-school and our summer learning programs. Um, But I think the the business community is a vital part of this learning ecosystem, as well as, um, you know, career tech ed can be a vital part of it, which is also very important to our businesses. So, Jennifer, let me ask you. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that employment programs, youth employment programs are particularly effective and improving outcomes for youth. They can reduce violent crime, but also improve um, advanced test-taking scores and participation rates. Wow, there you go. So I was going to ask you, Jennifer, what do parents, and I guess this would come under your species, what do parents look for in selecting a summer program for their child? I think what parents look for is that the program both meets the needs of their child, sort of like what they need to get out of a summer program, whether it be sort of a new experience, the opportunity to explore a skill, additional sort of reinforcement in academics, um, socialization, and fun. Um, They are also looking to make sure that it is convenient. (laughs) They can get their kids there. Um, Definitely logistics play a huge role in how parents are able to access programs. And then also, they kids have to fundamentally like what they're doing. Um, and particularly during the summer, children vote with their feet. So it's really important that so what we provide children is high quality and engaging so that they come. Because we know for in order for kids to benefit from, from these programs, they have to attend them regularly. Mm, yeah, it comes from the heart, doesn't it? Well, I tell you what, you do. And Jennifer McCombs, ladies and gentlemen, she is a senior policy researcher and director of the Behavioral and Policy Sciences Department at RAND Corporation. They're a big dog. Her research focuses on evaluating the extent to which public policies and programs improve outcomes for children and youth facing disadvantage. So her studies combined implementation and outcome data to provide practitioners and policymakers guidance on how to improve programs and promote positive outcomes. 
What a fascinating job. Good on you. Keep it up, won't you, Jennifer? Well, um, good luck to the both of you. Uh, folks, go to After School Alive. Great little site. When I was researching, after A-F-T-E-R, school, S-C-H-O-O-L-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E, dot org. It's dot org. Don't get sucked into the dot com. Dub, 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 afterschoolalliance.org. Is that right, ladies? That is right. Thank you so much for sharing this important study. It is. You do great work, and I wish you well. And, you know, it's a big job. Thank you. So thank you for what you do.